And welcome back to the Flash Podcast, your podcast for everything that is CW's The Flash, starring Grant Gustin as Barry Allen slash The Flash. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Bobax. Our one week away from the return of The Flash on the CW, we're still going to do another special edition. And um, this time it's about something that a lot of Flash fans and DC Comics fans are probably familiar with. Um, whether you hate or love the New 52, this is something that you probably know of. So, But first of all, I want to welcome, uh, as always, one of our recurring hosts, Adam Holmes. Hey guys. Hello. And with us this week is a is a brand new guest who has been a, a good supporter of the show. He's a sportscaster and a huge comic book fan. So please welcome to the program Seth Everett. Well, Andy, it's a it's an honor to be on the Flash podcast. Uh, the only problem is now if I'm going to be on this show, that means I won't be listening to it. I don't need to hear myself. Is, is there any <laughs> chance it'll end differently? Well, I we could hang up on you and then we would just do the show. Then you there you go. So you, I can listen to it. That's, yeah, exactly. You're have to only miss, to something else now. <laughs> you only miss like two minutes. <laughs> but, thanks for having me on, guys. Well, thank you for coming on. And uh, we're here to talk about Flashpoint today and um, a little bit one-on-one what it is and how... Because there's been a lot of hints lately towards... Uh, the return of the Flash, that we may be seeing an, adap- an adaptation of the Flashpoint storyline on the Flash and how it may affect the bigger CW universe. But um, there are no news, no news for this week. Uh, we d- we did get a pretty big trailer fe- featuring uh, the first look at Mark Hamill as a trickster returning to the role of the trickster from the 90s, the Flash TV show, and uh, Liam McIntyre as uh, the Weather Wizard, number two, as well as uh, some other mysteries. So, But we're going to get to that later in this episode. Jump right into this topic and talk about what the heck is Flashpoint. So, so Seth, because you're our special guest and you're a huge comic book fan, um, why don't you... Um, Tell our listeners um, a little bit of an intro on what the heck Flashpoint is. Well, well, first of all, like we, we should probably start the conversation with how did this come about? You and I were speaking, and what happened was we were talking about the show, and I, you guys did a very great podcast about Paris and Wells, and I heard you and your co-hosts saying it's a time travel story, and they were referencing Back to the Future, and they, they, were, they were great. It was very entertaining to listen to. But what I thought they were really referencing was Flashpoint. And the question that then came, and I was something I spoke about with friends, and it was something that was addressed, was would the first season of this television show, The Flash, be going in the direction of Flashpoint? When Barry Allen says to Joe West, I'm going to go back, and I'm paraphrasing, obviously, and I'm going to go save my mom, when he says that, that is essentially the starting point for this amazing graphic novel that turned into a fantastic animated movie that changed comics for the last five years, would they go that far? 
far. And that was the genesis of where we got to Flashpoint. Right. And, um, yeah, and, and as he said, you know, there is, you know, not only just the comic, but there's also an animated movie called Just Like the Flashpoint Paradox that came out, I believe, sometime early last year. And, um, and, uh, and yeah, we it did. It was fantastic. It was it, a fantastic piece of animation. It was. And, uh, it really was. And I think that, um, as we, you know, we talked, we talked about time travel and altering the universe and so on. And a few weeks ago, when Amy and Lauren and I did this big special edition episode where we talked about Harrison Wells and time travel and all that, we we discussed the possibility of what could happen in because obviously because this is in the TV universe, you know, not all the players involved from the comic would be able to be present. Like we we would never see Thomas Wayne as Batman. We would never see. So most of the Justice League members and all that. So but that's it, the first. But that's the first opening. See that that's the whole idea. You know, just so people know, just the, the, the education. Flashpoint is a story where Barry Allen goes back in time to save his mother who had been killed. Uh, it was a house break-in, very similar to the way they do it on the TV show. The difference is once he changes the past, he alters history, change creates a whole another universe, and in that universe. There's a lot of things that reflect from the Justice League. And the example that you just referenced is Thomas Wayne. Thomas Wayne is Bruce Wayne's father. And in the mugging, uh, Bruce Wayne is the one that's killed, not Thomas. And Thomas becomes this alcoholic, deranged, uh, angry Batman. And he has a Batman costume that looks different. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of elements. As a matter of fact, Bruce's mother becomes the Joker. Without getting into too much detail... If you're going to do Flashpoint and you're not going to do Thomas Wayne, who's the confidant? How does he find another person? How would you possibly go back in time and create an alternate reality? What would be the triggers? Would it be Iris? I mean, would they really do something and simplify it that much? That, to me, was the question that I wanted to ask you guys because you've seen this TV show and you know this story. Would they do Flashpoint in the, the, the show without any reference of a Thomas Wayne or anything remotely like that? Well, yeah, because the tricky thing is, you're right, with the DC Cinematic Universe, kick, basically, you know, when we had Man of Steel, but it's basically going to be, gonna be kicking off next year, Batman, the exception of Gotham, that's young Bruce Wayne, is limited to the films. Now, it's hard to fill that role that Thomas Wayne filled in the Flashpoint story. And I mean, without going into too much detail, just because, you know, this is something I could be thinking about for hours, I almost feel like if the TV Barry Allen needs to find a confidant in this version of Flashpoint, I have a feeling that it would have something to do with the Arrow, whether that's an altered Oliver Queen or, wow. oh man, maybe if whatever happens in this altered time, maybe somehow his father Robert becomes the Arrow, kind of similar to how Thomas Wayne became Batman, but... I don't know. It's a tricky thing to pull off, and if they do, if they probably will, when they adapt Flashpoint, there's going to have to be these major alterations because you can't bring some of these original elements from the, both the story uh, or the animated movie. And, and just just so you know, since we are doing kind of the 101, this idea is this alternate universe is a miserable existence. Uh, Wonder Woman and Aquaman uh, have an affair. And then they wind up, uh, Wonder Woman kills Aquaman's wife, and they go to war, and it's essentially World War III, and it's the end, it's Armageddon, it's the end of the world, and Thomas Wayne convinces Barry Allen 
the only way to save this world is to go back and fix this and, and in, in, in essence, undo what you had just done. The, the, the neat thing about that is that's something that is another element to the show. Okay, so take the Batman aspect or the Justice League aspect out of Flashpoint. If you suddenly now, he goes into this alternate universe, and let's say Oliver Queen is there, and who knows, maybe uh, Adam's there, or Firestorm, whomever, whomever's there. Are you going to have Grant Gustin have to go back in time and let him, and, and change the past again to let his mother be killed? After this entire show had been all about his quest to save his mom, are you going to have that tragic ending? Because the best parts of Flashpoint, the, the, the best scene in Flashpoint is after Barry undo, you know, uh, reverses all of his actions and then finds a letter that Thomas Wayne had written for young Bruce Wayne. And he gives the, the letter to Bruce Wayne, Bat, you know, the, the Batman that we're all familiar with. It is a tearjerker moment in, in comics. But that is the best ending. It's such a dark ending. That is literally the best you got. So the question now for the television show is, if they're going to wrap it up and they have you know, a handful of episodes to do so, is he going to go back, save his mom, change history, now suddenly have to reverse it because the alternate history is so much worse in whatever way the creative minds think, and now suddenly he's going to have to do that to his mom in a live-action television show? I, I couldn't see them doing that. I, I just thought the scope of that was too big. I don't think that's the darkest thing they could ever do. Uh, when they, you know, Because Arrow's been doing some pretty dark things this season. And so and I felt that, yeah, having to see his mom die again you know, in order to save the universe, I I don't think that's unrealistic. I think it, it's actually something we're going to see. Because otherwise, the sto- story won't be as emotional as it was and um as in you know in the book and so on when he has to give her up and all that so yeah i i would say that it, it would be surprising to me if jeff johns and i'm sure he would write that episode or have major uh impact on that script for that episode i would be very surprised if they decided to end it up well let's not show him having to you know sacrifice his mom again and whatnot i think that's gonna happen but um my big question, though, for this thing is if it's too early to do Flashpoint because... And this could just be a minor taste of time travel altogether. Oh, I get it. I get it. So th- that's what I'm wondering. If it's just a little taste or if they're actually, you know, for the rest of the season, you know, when we come back next week with episode 15, I'm I'm wondering if they are going to possibly just begin an arc for the next five six episodes when the universe becomes something entirely different and then the season finale will, will be all about shading that that universe to something different right that that to me that's the, the next question what if uh barry is going to think about it and tease flashback flashpoint but he will go back in time or he will find some way but not succeed that you know, this will be his first try, or it'll build towards something. I would love it if in season two, season three, season four, I don't know how many seasons this is going to go, and I don't know what the arc will be, but to see a culmination like Flashpoint, which could be essentially, the, there are two gigantic Flash stories that they could do to be a culmination or a finale of a series. You could do Flashpoint, or, or this hybrid Flashpoint that you guys were talking about, which makes a ton of sense, or do you do Crisis? Because I've already referenced Crisis, 
and do you get to the point of where you know Barry makes the ultimate sacrifice? You get to though either one. I don't think they would do it to the letter of the comics, but isn't that something like an end result goal? You know, there, there's there's a direction this is going. The reason why I think this series is as fascinating as it is is because it's not just episode after episode of you know freak of the week like Smallville was. You know, Smallville it took a long time for something to really happen, whereas in the Flash everything is happening, and I think that's the fascinating element and. I just wonder whether or not this time travel talk that Barry is having on the show is limited in the sense that, sure, he can want to go back and save his mom. I don't know that he's going to. Yeah, the thing about time travel on this show is that while it's been hinted since the pilot, it's only really been directly addressed during the within the past one or two episodes. So I feel like with Barry trying to go back in time to save his mother, I feel like that's going to be a slow burn you know, maybe he will try to travel back in time in the next episode or the episode after that. He'll 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 probably be unsuccessful. He might he might try to try a couple more times in a few other episodes or maybe even future seasons. But the point is, is that I feel like with time travel in the Flash, there needs to be build up. He can't just go back automatically and try to make these fixes. He needs to learn what he's doing. He needs to understand the consequences of time travel. And as far as whether it's too early to do Flashpoint, I mean. Even before we got the trailer last year for this series, I remember I was thinking about like potential storylines they could do. And because Flashpoint is not only just an important Flash story, but you know, an important DC story, it ushered in the New 52, I feel like something that big, something with that much impact, I feel like it should be saved for something like Season 3 or 4, or, heck, maybe even the finale of the entire series. So, obviously, if they bring in Flashpoint, let's just say in Season 2, obviously I'm going to watch it and I'll, I'll probably like it, because, I mean, the writing is good for the other episodes. But thinking in terms of the long run, I feel like it's something that needs to be saved for a more, ex- for a more experienced Barry who understands more about time travel. I, I agree with that, uh, at least when it pertains to Crisis. I think that Crisis should definitely be saved for... Like, I think that needs to be something earned, I think that's something that totally needs to be for something more special than just a season finale. I think it needs to be something majorly big. And I think that if, whether or not, look, they're never, it, it, as far as I know, we may never see them merge the film universe and TV universe into one, but they might want to save it down. The, you know, once a couple of movies has come out from um, the, the film division, and once some of these shows has built up a, a, some, some of these seasons as well, like let's say, Arrow is in season six. Flash in season uh, four or five. Supergirl is in season two or three, and all that. I could see them definitely then go to that point where they want to do the crisis and maybe you know shake a few things up, you know, for for a creative reason as well as maybe from a business standpoint to in order to have so, you know maybe Henry Cavill show up in a scene on the Flash and whatnot. But but speak but, well, but to take the, but to take that one step further, Andy. I mean, we're living in a world where every comic book story is finding its way onto a screen somewhere. I mean, did you ever think uh, when when Marvel came out with Civil War that that would ever be a movie? I mean, did, did we ever think in our wildest dreams that we would be talking about that? Or, you know, you know I'm a comic book person from the 90s, okay? I, I got into this, I'm a little older than you guys, and I got into this in the 90s. And my the first comics thing I really did, outside of watching, like, the Super Friends and stuff like that, was uh, covering the death of Superman. 
in in I was actually covering it for a campus TV station when I was was in college, and ever since then that's what introduced me to this adult world of of, of comics. And I read Dark Knight Returns, and then Batman the Animated Series came out, and the rest, as they say, is, is kind of history. The reason why I go there is in this era you're seeing everything, and I think that if you're going to see Marvel do Civil War, I would then flip that and say. If they're going to do one or two Flash movies, would one of them be Flashpoint? And that you never see that in this Grant Gustin series, but that does DC go with Flashpoint potentially as the sequel to the Flash solo movie? And then you can bring in another guy to be Thomas Wayne, and you can bring someone else to be Wonder Woman, and you can bring someone else to be Aquaman. All characters they're planning on introducing. Am I wrong? I mean, I mean they're all going to be in this that, that cinematic universe, wouldn't Flashpoint be more appropriate for the film? If you could do it, do it all the way. And then the caveat to that is now suddenly you're saying, well, wait a second. If they're, if they're teasing it in the TV show and they can only half do it in the TV show, shouldn't they wait and do it justice on the next level? I know. I feel that maybe, in a, you know, we're seeing that in, you know, and I've, we've seen it with other shows as well that they will take storylines, but they might do, um, like a lighter version of that, you know, because of, you know, care, you know, rise restrictions, you know, character rise and whatnot, or, you know, restrictions and what, whatever. So, and I feel that, like, yeah, I, you know, they can and probably will do Flashpoint on this show, whether or not they can use um, any form of Wayne or any form of, uh, you know, other forms of character and whatnot. But I'm sure there's a way to do Flashpoint. Like, you know, and I, some people have been speaking like that that perhaps in when they when the flashpoint happens in the show that maybe Robert Queen would be the one that took over for all like that Oliver was the one who died on uh, on the boat on the boat on, on the boat and and of course then you know, I know the actor who plays oh, Robert wow. Queen Robert Queen isn't really I I couldn't really see him being fit for you know that type of role you know as a green arrow or whatnot but I you know that's that would allow them to maybe recast the actor, you know, bring in someone, you know, and you know, I don't know, maybe this actor who, who plays Robert Queen or, you know, played Robert Queen can, you know, from a physical staff would probably do it, but I could see them definitely use Robert Queen as uh, that type of figure as that other Green Arrow instead of Oliver Queen and maybe in this universe, um, T- um, Fia is the one who dies, and Tommy becomes even closer with. Mal- I don't know. There, there's so many things they could do without having to. And it's not to say that well, we have to use the with the best that we have. No, I think that you can use other characters to kind of um, to be as substitutes for, you know, Thomas Wayne and so on. Because Thomas Wayne is really the most important player in that in that story. Like, like the Justice League, we don't really need them. Like, we could we could find other characters for for example wonder woman and aquaman like maybe i don't maybe in the flashpoint universe supergirl is that kind of figure and that something has happened where she does have somewhat of an army of a couple of surviving kryptonians even though she and kal-el are supposed to be the only ones that but but i I think you get my drift no i do and you know just to bring a little history to the whole discussion um you know one of the things that drew me to you guys um when i started listening to your guys show was when you referenced the, the 1990 uh, Flash series. And, you know, you talked about Tina McGee, and you've spoken on the podcast, obviously, about John Wesley Shipp, and how he plays the father, and, 
you know, we, we can go on a big tangent because, you know, I kind of thought Jerry Grant Gustin could have been Wally and you could have had John Wesley Ship as the original Barry. But anyway, that's another thing. But in that show, uh, there's an episode where the Flash is accidentally sent 10 years into the future. And um, it, basically, it, it, it's like the Flash disappeared and lawlessness happened. And there's it's really a fascinating episode because uh, Barry doesn't have his powers at first. And he has to figure a way to get back, and it's this awful reality. And it's it, it's trying to do that. It's a wonderful life moment where he um, proves the value of the Flash. You take the Flash away, and this is what happens. And he winds up going back in time to kind of set things straight, and, and everything's rectified. So the the idea of like an alternative universe has actually happened in the Flash television show, the first one. Right, I. I I had to rem- think back a little bit to that, but I've only seen like two times, so I no, but uh, no, but that's that's a good example. And by the way, but you know, because we live in this you know modern age of television, so I think that they could you know with something like Flashpoint, I think they could probably do it on a little bit of an of a bigger epic scale, uh, if you know what I mean. So, but um, but since we've gone through basically what Flashpoint is in the comments, so let's uh, how about we speculate a little bit what what would happen to this universe and how possibly you know could flashpoint be the thing that possibly brings in supergirl into the mix uh because you know at this point because there's been and adam i think you and i have talked about this you know just last night that uh, there's still this whole debate of well because superman is going to exist in supergirl in that world how has no one then no you know noticed him uh, or ever brought him up in the flash era universe and and it's probably because, well, in this universe, he doesn't exist here, as well as Supergirl. So, my question is, would Super, you know, would Flashpoint be the thing to perhaps, if we start with this aspect, would Flashpoint be the thing to bring Supergirl into the CW DC universe? Well, see, that's a tricky thing because so far, you know, it, when Arrow started out, you know, it was, and it, 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 it's not like this anymore, but it was touted as a show grounded in reality. But thanks to you know the Flash and other stuff, now we have this more superhero-filled world. However, the concept of extraterrestrial life hasn't been explored yet, and, you know, if Supergirl ends up, do- ends up being part of this universe, then we will start to delve into that. However, I could see... I could see a Flashpoint timeline where somehow this Earth somehow, like, learns about aliens. Maybe Supergirl does somehow land on this world, uh, on our world, the thing that's just sort of con- confusing about it is that I'm not sure if we did see a Supergirl in the Flashpoint universe, I'm not sure it would be the same Supergirl that's going to be on CBS later this year. Because if we're working under the assumption right now that Supergirl is not connected with Flash or Arrow, then CBS is just going to be doing their own thing with her. And I don't see... If, 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 they, if Flashpoint ends up coming within the next year or two, I don't see both networks trying to bring her in when CBS just wants to do their own thing with her. Well, remember, let, let, let's just, you know, go back to that. You know, they, Nina Tassler said when she was asked, to, and she's the president of CBS, when she was asked at the Television Critics Association if, whether or not Flash and Arrow will be part of Supergirl or, you know, if Supergirl will be part of their, you know, de- their universe, she said that, well, those, t- those shows are on a, on a different network, so I think we're going to keep Supergirl for ourselves for a while. I don't. I, she never shut the door out for okay, so, that part so of the, 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 the next point, that's going forward two, three years. So now you're saying that 
he's going to talk in season one about going back to save his mom, but that's not going to happen. That kind of leads to the theory that it, you know, this is a tease of Flashpoint, but that they're not going in this direction anytime soon. They're going to do 30, 40 some odd episodes before they get to a Flashpoint, if that's what you're, you're alluding to. Well, yeah, because that's what I'm thinking. If if Supergirl ever does join this universe, right. then they're going to need to start laying the foundation for her introduction. I don't know, like in Flash season three or four, which means that when Flashpoint eventually does come, it won't be until several years down the line. But by then, yes, we will have Supergirl in this universe. Extraterrestrial life will be, you know, be, they'll be dealing with extraterrestrial life on both Arrow and Flash. And then maybe it could work. Now, if this Flashpoint story is going to be happening within the next year or two, I just, I can't see her being involved in it. Well, well can, I, I, can, I take one, can I take one step to that and just sure. kind of shift Andy's, your argument just one notch to the left? What if the other people are people that are already cast members of this show and we're talking about Caitlin, who could literally become Killer Frost, and Cisco, who could essentially become a dark version of Vibe. You could essentially do that, and then, you know, since it's the alternate universe, they don't even have to actually be that yet. You can drag that out even even further if you want. But, you know, I, I've heard you guys reference this on the show. I mean, if you look at comic book references, um, you know, the person, Caitlin's character in the comics becomes Killer Frost, and, and Cisco becomes Vibe. And, you know, you can see that direction that would be a way to bring in different heroes. You could have Firestorm. You could even bring in Adam. And you don't have to go to other networks and other things. I, I think that it's more geared towards that shift than any idea of bringing in a CBS show into it. I, I, first of all, I don't think we would have to wait that long for Supergirl to show up on Flash. Here. I, I'm still under the belief that they're at least going to want to spend maybe... 12 episodes or 15 episodes of just doing their own thing and then, you know, building up towards something like, you know, having a, you know, a shared CBS, CW universe and so on. I don't think we're going to have to wait that long for them to, because I, there's a reason why Greg Bland is part of it. There's a reason why Andrew Kreisberg is not, you know, one of the executive producers of Arrow and the Flash. He, you know, they just announced a few weeks ago that he's going to be doing Supergirl 2, uh, and, uh, you know, they got the same casting director, they got, hey, even one of the directors of Air on the Flash, uh, Glenn Winter, is directing the pilot, and their casting director is also part of that show, so I think that there, there there's something going on here that we are not aware of just yet, I think there are going to show us a connection very early on, maybe not, th you know, this fall, but I definitely think something, by the end of these upcoming seasons, I think you will have them in the same universe. So I don't think what they might do next week when they begin supposedly a Flashpoint-ish kind of thing with the Flash, maybe that's where they're going to start seeding out some of these potentials. Well, the other the other aspect of that is the trailer that just came out, which they're showing all the villains. They're seeing you, you see the return of, of Captain Cold and. You, you, you see uh, the trickster, and there's that whole story arc that they're going to have with that. You can't do all those things, oh, and he's going to try to figure out how to travel through time and succeed. That kind of leads back to the original discussion, which was he can want to go back and save his mom. That doesn't mean that he's actually going to accomplish that anytime in the in the foreseeable future. You know, I know you have high hopes for Supergirl, and I do too. I, I hope Supergirl is a big hit, but I think that they have to have that 
first before you you know you, you start to see that that you know you're talking about crossovers and whatnot and all this stuff. I mean, don't forget, um, you know, the Supergirl thing is is still an unproven commodity that I don't necessarily know that they can make definitive plans early on. I think that in their long range plan, there is the eventual you know merging of these universes, but that's on the confidence that this is all going to be one big hit. And I think that's something you can't make the assumption. What if, hypothetically, Supergirl bombs? And now all of a sudden, you're not going to bring that character into The Flash, if The Flash is such a great show. Same thing for Arrow. You know, they were always going to do Flash and Arrow once. You didn't know that they were going to do two until they were both popular. I, well, the reason I, you know, I, and you're right, you know, there, there is definitely the possibility that it could be a flop but look flat you know any show has that potential and also but the thing is because greg Belanti keeps proving for every show he does within this this genre that he he knows what he is doing and you know, there's some uh, there's some very talented people on board and i and i think that they wouldn't i i think there's the the, the, the possibility that Thinking about something like Flashpoint, but as well as Supergirl, that I'm sure that when they pitched Supergirl to CBS, that they kind of made, they must have have, they must have given some form of pitch that, um, that, you know, we have these two other shows, and you know, I'm, you know, I, I created them, and so on, so maybe we could have, you know, my Supergirl show perhaps crossover at some point with Flash and Arrow. Like, I'm sure there are some backup plans for that to happen, and. I know I am very confident Supergirl is going to be a success, and uh, because it's a th- first of all that cast is outstanding. Like it's crazy <laughs> what t- what kind of people they've gotten and so on. And uh, I'm you know I'm a big sucker for Melissa Benoist. I think she's a phenomenal actress, and I think that you know she's ar- you know she's already known, and she I think she's you know she's going to get bigger and bigger in the next coming years thanks to Supergirl. So but go you know but as we pertain this to Flashpoint. Um, you know how what could happen in the Flashpoint universe when when it eventually happens. Because, like I said, I you know to our listeners, just so we, we can remind them that we don't know for a fact if they're actually gonna do Flashpoint starting next week. We're speculating because they've been teasing about when Barry talks about wanting to go back and save his mom, and they talk about in this up this trailer, which we we will play in a couple of minutes. They mentioned that history is about to get changed. So right. when, when he it, says to Joe West, when he says to Joe West, I'm going to go back and I'm going to save my mom. That is, it, there is no greater tease. Now it might've been a red herring, but it was no greater tease of flashpoint. And that's, that's where this initial conversation started. I noticed you guys, you know, picked up on this very early in the season with Harrison Wells, because first of all, his middle initial is G he's HG mm-hmm. Wells. And there's no way his name is HG Wells. He is totally playing. On time travel, there is, you got, every time you guys, you did that whole show and the title of the show was Harrison Wells, and I'm like, yeah, it's, it, it's, that's his temporary name. I guarantee you by the end of the season, he has a different name, whether it's Eobod Pond or Professor Zoom or whatever name you want to give him, he's got a different name if he's really the reverse flash. Once again, just going back to the question, um, uh, you know, if we go around the table and ask uh, what the Flashpoint eventually happens, if it begins next week or if it begins this season, how do you think it could change the CWDC universe? Let's start with you, Adam. I want to hear what you have to say first. Well, really, really quickly, going back to about whether when we would see it, the thing about that was so great about Flashpoint was like, even though it was a mini series, it had this expansive mythology, just gigantic and expansive mythology all on its own. I mean. 
with regard to the book, in addition to the main series, you had about 15 tie-in series where you were looking into other aspects of this world, these altered characters. Um, I think, okay, so right now in the DC TV universe, we have, let's just say it's the end of the current season. So by then we would have three seasons of Arrow and one season of Flash. I feel like to effectively pull off Flashpoint, you would need to do a couple more seasons of these shows just so you could would be able to intru- be able to introduce more characters into this universe. Then you could see these altered, you know, individuals, whether they're good guys or bad guys. How it would affect uh, the DC TV universe? Obviously, I don't think it would make as big of a change as the new fifty as the new fifty two, because you know that was just overriding almost all their continuity except for you know batman and green lantern stuff but i think it is definitely possible that you know if barry has to go back and stop himself from saving his mother or some other catalyst that leads to the timeline being restored i think that there will be a few changes small maybe even one or two like larger ones but i don't think it would be anything you know huge it's kind of hard to put into words. But. So you, you think that they wouldn't go with a war like uh, Aquaman versus uh, Wonder Woman? No, I no. mean, I think that the no, timeline... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's okay. I, no way. Yeah, I just think that the, I think the timeline would definitely be distorted. You would have these versions of these characters that would be corrupt or, you know, they wouldn't be the same as they are in the main timeline. But I don't think that we would have anything gigantic as a war between Atlantis and Themyscira or you know, any of the other stuff that happened in the book. I think it would be on a smaller scale. What if in this alternate universe, the Flashpoint has never existed? <laughs> could could don't, you imagine? Don't, like, don't. What? Don't even talk about that. No, or, you know, or you know what? Someone you're, else... You're a host, wait, you're a host of like a Grey's Anatomy podcast. <laughs> oh, Lord, no, no. I, I don't... Barry, don't run! <laughs> I would never want to do that. Uh no, but I am. Um, Seb, what, what 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 fears do you have um, about whenever Flashpoint does happen, if it's this season or next season or whatnot? What do you think? You know, what kind of changes would you like to see to the overall CW universe? I, I like the idea that you know Barry tries really well, and I think the thing that makes him such a likable character is the human side of him. Uh, that as much as he tries to be positive and he's a little smart alecky and it's nice. He also seems to be uh, a guy who needs angst. You know, they, they made sure that, you know, whatever happened with Iris hurt his feelings. So that drew, drove him further. I think what's going to happen is I think he's going to try to time travel. I think he's going to try to save his mom. I think that if he fails, nothing else is affected but him. And I think that makes for a good character, a good story, and that sets you up for a brilliant season two and maybe even season three. If you eventually get to Flashpoint, I do like the idea of, uh, you know, they're a different arrow and, and something with Black Canary and Adam maybe actually looks like Adam or Iron Man. You could have all these <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, and, and, and you have all these different, you know, aspects and elements and, and, and I was just thinking when we were talking about you, know, you doing a different podcast. What if uh, in the alternate DC uh, television universe, Justin Hartley was Green Arrow? That would be. Well, it would be you know, Justin Hartley played uh, Green Arrow and Oliver Queen in Smaller, 
And, and so, and that wasn't so long ago. We're not talking about, you know, I, I understand when people, you know, have problems with the references to the 1990 television show for The Flash, but, you know, Smallville just ended two or three years ago. I mean, we're not talking about something that's so long ago. I think everything would be on a TV scale. I think every character that is introduced at that point would be somewhat different and altered. I don't think you would ever see anything remotely close to the Flashpoint movie or the Flashpoint book. I think that there's a better chance for all of the comic fans that are listening right now to see Flashpoint as an eventual sequel in the movies. I think that that's a, I think you, you guys hit on something perfectly in that if you open up the gamut and give them all these characters, uh, you could really do an amazing thing. If, if Zack Snyder is so keyed on Dark Knight Returns, think about Dark Knight Returns, this seminal book, this amazing animated film. Uh, you take Dark Knight Returns and you bring certain elements of it into Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck. Well, if you want to take that 10 steps further, you could literally do Flashpoint because if you're going to have a sequel to these movies, you know, that's the other thing. We live in a world where there's two Thor movies. We live in a world where there's going to be a Daredevil TV show after a Daredevil movie. There's all these things that now there's, it's suddenly not about the big icons. Jeff Downs makes a great point in the commentary for the Flashpoint Paradox where he says that it was very important that the focus be on the Justice League because DC has not had success with animated movies that weren't Superman, Batman, or Justice League. That you, you know, Wonder Woman, which is a fantastic animated movie. I don't know if you've guys seen that, but Wonder Woman is a fantastic animated series, uh, film that didn't do well, and they, they scrapped other girl projects. As a matter of fact, they renamed a Supergirl animated movie the Superman Batman Apocalypse. I heard you, that they were talking about that on, on Supergirl Radio. This idea that you have all these aspects of the DC universe that you could bring to live action with a cinematic universe that has no limits, I almost wish they wouldn't do the television version, which couldn't go even remotely close to it. Well, there's one, there was one thing that I was thinking about, um, because, you know, there's been some talks about, well, there, there's actually confirmed reports that there's another spinoff coming from Arrow and Flash, and it's a superhero team-up spinoff featuring the Adam, and uh, I, I always think I'm saying Adam when I'm saying Adam, so... Oh crap! It sounds exactly. It sounds exactly same. Oh, uh, but you know the Adam and Martin Stein and um, where Katie Lotz is playing. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm wondering if could Flashpoint or you know something in Flash this season be how Katie Lotz comes back to life in this show that they're talking about. We recently had you know we had TV Line. They broke a couple of. Casting breakdowns for potential characters. There is the Traveler, the Female Warrior, and Mysterious Hero. That's that's the code they're going with. So I'm wondering I think, if. Hang on. I think that would certainly be interesting because then we could sort of see Captain Cold in that Citizen Cold persona he was in the book, where he is a superhero, but he's still sort of out for himself, looking to make a score. Um, for those who don't remember in the book, you know, Superman was captured as a baby and held host- held by the government cyborg yep. became the well-known superhero i think it would be interesting whether it's in this spin-off or just later on down the line if maybe a superhero like adam or firestorm was like the world's most famous superhero kind of filling that role that the flash can't because he doesn't exist in this universe so 
Yeah. Does he ever become small? Does Adam ever become small? Or he just walks around in a suit of armor? He's supposed to become small, and I mean, hopefully that'll come along, come later down the line in Arrow or The Flash. And I know I'm teasing, but I, I just want to give a shout-out to Brandon Ralph because uh, I think he's phenomenal as Ray Palmer, even though, to me, he's, he, you know, he's Clark Kent and he's Superman and um, you know, I'm a guy who's actually really loyal uh, to, to that movie and, 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 and you know, actually really uh, w- was very impressed with the job that he did uh, paying tribute to, to Christopher Reeve. And, you know, I, I only think he's miscast only because of that. Um, you know, it's, it's because when he's standing on the top of that roof, <laughs> he, looks like, he looks like Superman in an Iron Man suit. And it's just, when does he become small? Just, just be the Adam. Be, be that guy. Yeah, that's that's going to be a slow payoff, I think. Well, I Yeah, I right now I'm fine with what they're doing. I do want to see them adding some time like I want to see him out in the field because all we really see he we just we just saw him fly away. That's all we did. So, but but I'm what but like I said, I'm wondering if Flashpoint or you know whatever time travel thing will will happen is what's going to cause Key lots to be able to come back into this universe because you know she's Spoiler alert, everyone who's watching Arrow, or hasn't been watching Arrow this season, she, she died. She died hard. Yeah. And, um... And, uh, about it for seven episodes. <laughs> well, of course. Well, in their world, it was only, like, you know, one or two weeks for them. Uh, yeah. But I'm wondering... I'm, I'm interested, because also because I did want to talk a little about about the spinoff, because um, I, I think there's only so much we can talk about when it comes to the Flashpoint thing, that I'm what you know... Have you guys both, first of all, both, well, Adam, I'm sure you wrote about it on Cinema Blend, but uh, Steph, have you read the report about um, these three characters that are adding to spinoff? I've read that, and I've I heard you guys talking about it on, on your show, and, you know, I, I follow all this stuff as well. As I think that, you know, when you talk about um, a spinoff show, I thought the best thing, and I don't want to give credit to the wrong person, but one of you guys said something about uh, the idea that, if you're going to do uh, a spinoff show, do it in the realm of Agent Carter, like an eight-episode miniseries during a break. Because um, if you notice, they don't run too many uh, repeats on, on, on these shows. They take these these hiatuses. Um, and they, they, my attitude was, um, if you did it like a miniseries where, you know, now let's see what Firestorm and the Atom are doing, um, it's a great B story. Uh, it, it, it's a... It, it has the potential to be a great comic book theme in that, you know, you have your A story and then you also have this alternate story. Uh, they used to call it the B story. And, and that possibility I, I like. Um, I don't have it high expectations because my gut instinct on those shows is whatever it is is going to have a, a conflict, a, re- a resolution, and it'll get up, you know, it'll, it'll get tied up. So any characters can return to their respective TV shows. But just to discuss like who these heroes could, could potentially be, so TV Line broke this uh, on on a Sunday night for, of all days because, yay, I guess. Um, I just don't know why they decided to do it on Sunday. But um, but okay, who are these? What are these characters being described as, and who could they possibly be according to TV Line? All right, so the first hero that we have is nicknamed the Traveler, and this is their description of him. He is a Han Solo esque rogue who gets by with his charm. This hero hails from the future, and he's journeyed back in time on a secret mission. His razor-sharp wit hides the pain of a man who has lived through serious conflict. He also harbors many secrets, always leaving both his teammates and the audience unsure of his true allegiances. Now, keeping in mind the uh, original 
deadline announcement that these characters will supposedly have never appeared on a TV show before, which, you know, maybe that's not true, maybe that's changed, whatever. So TV line first suspects that this guy could possibly be time traveler Rip Hunter, who debuted in 1959, and aside from Booster Gold, who is their other guest, but, you know, he's appeared on Smallville, so that might one episode, that one. Just, to, just to one episode, I'm, I think that it's also stupid rule by, by you know, if they're just saying, well, people who've never, you know, characters have never been on a TV show. Um, I think it should only count for characters that have never been in a TV show as like a recurring um, character or main lead character. Like, like, for example, like Oliver Queen was on Smallville. I think that if that, I think that should be the rule that if the character hasn't appeared uh, as a recurring one, like a Green Arrow on Smallville, I think that they should be, they should be, they should be able to be excused and be able to be used in the show but um rip hunter i i guess they it might be him but i think it would be so much better with booster gold especially because and not and some people have forgotten about it but greg bolandi and andrew kreisberg they were they actually wrote a pilot script for a booster gold tv show on sci-fi now we all know that it never happened and instead they decided to do um a Krypton TV show about uh, Superman's grandfather that is in early development at sci fi. So, yay, yay, like, no, ellipses, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, I hope it's Booster Goal, and I think it might actually be Booster Goal because they they hint at it. And also, he, I don't know, I it's all because I want him to be Booster Gold. But, Seth, who, who do you think does he come with? Does he come with skeets? Yes, oh my god, please, the live action skeets. Yes. Whoever voiced him, whoever voiced Skeets in the uh, Justice League Unlimited was just perfect. Um, it was a little computer where he says, uh, when an elongated man becomes a vase, and he says, maybe next time they need to fight a vase. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, it, it, it's all speculation. The other question, and I know you guys said this on another podcast, it, if, if, if the Titan show is not happening, you have all them. I mean, you, you, you have Cyborg, you have Nightwing, you, you, you could do a, a, a lot. I mean, there's a lot of, of stuff that you could uh, essentially do. Would Beast Boys be a, a, one of them? I mean, how hard would that be to do if you wanted to do, you know, Changeling or, or Beast Boy, whatever you want to call them, you know? Um, there's all these kind of possibilities. I like the idea of Booster Gold only because I think that would be a really fun sh- uh, character to do a, a TV show with. You could think of actors that would look like him, you know? Oh, I know exactly. I know exactly who I would cast. Um, oh, the the dude from Chuck, uh, not the Zachary Levi, but uh, Ryan McPartin or whatever his name is. Uh, right, right. He would he 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 would be perfect for that character. But uh, but Adam, who who else are they casting? All right, mystery character number two is named the female warrior. This twenty-something Latina is pretty, but unassuming, book smart, and socially awkward by day. Of course, she is. But by night, when she hears the cry of battle, her fury is ignited, and she becomes a fierce warrior. So much so that sometimes she can become a threat to others. This one's a little harder to pinpoint down. Now, uh, the TV line. Can I give a guess? TV... Yeah, go ahead. Huntress. What? How would it be Huntress? Well, she's already appeared on Arrow. But anyways, um, TV Line thinks that it might be an Amazon heroine named Fury, who is uh, one of the main characters in the Earth 2 book right now in the New 52. Mm. Uh, They also speculate that it could be a character named Pantha, who was a member of the New Titans briefly, or another character named Tarantula. 
when I wrote this up, I speculated that it could be Hawkgirl because that would be a pretty good fit for the description. Wow. Yeah, you're right. Also, uh, uh, well, Huntress was Hel Helena Bertinelli, who was uh, uh, was Italian by nature, but you could you know you could change her origin a little bit. Um, Hawkgirl was voiced by a woman named Maria Canals, who had a, a slight accent. She she always mentioned. Uh, in interviews, that that was something that she brought to Hawkgirl in the Justice League show. Yeah, I, I yeah, like, like I said, I with Huntress, you know, well, she's already been introduced, so I think that kind of. I didn't realize she'd been way. introduced. I, I, you're right. So, well, someone hasn't been watching Air properly. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, she's. <laughs> I missed her. I wanted to come back. I hope she comes back. Uh, but I think Hawkgirl would be a fun idea. I did see, she has a different costume now, doesn't she? In the comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a little bit different. She's not the she you know she's not the mace wielding hawk girl that she is she was in the comics or even on the anime series. She has a bit of a different look. You know, she's wielding pistols and she lives on Earth too now. But I don't know. I th I think it could still work for TV. Sort of a mix of the old and the new. Yeah, and give us you know another strong female character. You know, you know wings. I I like wings. Yeah. So um, but then there's a there's a third hero that I think. Uh, was I, I think a lot of people got happy of the of the potentials that were brought up. Yeah, the final hero is called the mystery hero. He is an African American male in his twenties who will fill the role of a regular street smart guy who unexpectedly gains powers and then, as part of the team, regularly quips about the insanity of the situations. And to both TV line and a lot of other people, this sounded a lot like Static who, of course, had his own animated uh -huh. series back in 2000, yep. and, you know, he he, ha he has somewhat of a role in the current DC New 52 universe, but, you know, we don't get to see him too often. Nevertheless, though, this character is still popular among a lot of people, so... Who would other two toys as? That would well, be cool. You know, and that's, that would be really neat if they did that. Yeah, that's the other thing, because also keep in mind, you know, maybe this project isn't happening anymore, but there was also a, apparently a digital static series being planned, so as of last as of last September, I believe, when they announced um, their new digital form studio called Blue Ribbon Content. Right. So I mean, some other options that TV Line provides. It could be Black Light Lightning, another electrically charged superhero who's been around since the seventies, I believe, or a hero yes. named Black Vulcan from the Super Friends. Yeah. Black Black Vulcan was a as a hero created for the television show. Uh, because they needed to uh, uh, bring some minority characters to the Super Friends. Uh, so they added Black Vulcan, Apache Chief, and uh, Samurai. Um, those were all characters that are literally just made up from the, from the cartoon. And I, I don't think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think any of them lived past that, that show. I don't think. I, I think there were adaptations of them in the Justice League Unlimited episode Ultiman, but oh, as right, they were hybrids. It was almost yeah. like an homage to them. right? Kind of, but as far as the comics go, and I could be wrong, so keep that in mind, but I don't think that they've showed up in the comics, or at least recently. Maybe they did something with them in the 80s or 90s. That'd be really cool for uh, fans of Dwayne McDuffie, the, the late Dwayne McDuffie, who was one of the creators of, of Static. I mean, that would be really cool to see if, if, if they brought Static into live action in the mainstream and you know, you think with the effects that you've seen so far, especially in the Flash, um, you know, if, if they're going to make Supergirl fly, they can do static. I mean, you can do a, a lot of neat things with static. Well, there was also that episode, uh, Power Outage, which I believe was episode seven this season, where there was that 
met a human named Farouk who also had electric powers. Yeah. So it would just sort of be yeah. an enhancement of that. Yeah, they've shown us that they can definitely do that. And, um, that would be really uh, neat. That would be really cool. I, it, it's very interesting to see what Static could bring because you, you, you can see he had such a loyal fan base. Uh, you'd be interested to see you know, whether or not that got translated and could bring a huge audience to him. That's very impressive. There's a, yeah, a whole generation that grew up. Static is one of their big heroes. I know it's a, it, that's the thing. I know a lot of people that um, there. Some of my friends are not comic book fans, but when I brought up Fixi, well, they're doing a Titan show on TNT, and they're doing a supposedly a digital um, contents show of Static Shock. Like they got ex- like they got so excited, and I was like, wait. You read the comic? No, I grew up with the animated shows. I love those characters. So <laughs> it's it's so great when you can have and to see it will reach out to the mainstream audience. Now I do hope it is static because I don't. First of all, I don't think that he should just be limited to just being in a digital content series. And um, so I think they should definitely use him in either either on uh, the spin-off show or if Titans ever does happen. I think they should put him on Titans because he is a Teen Titans member in the comic books. Right. Um, although we already know, like, if that product is going to happen, we know who the six members are, and it's you know it's going to be Nightwing, Oracle, Hawk and Dove, Starfire, and Raven. But I like the idea of adding Static Shock to to live action finally, and um, Black Lightning could work. I don't know if we would see Black Vulcan because they did say that. It was going to be characters that are. In Deadline said it was going to be three major characters from the DC universe, right. Black and Vulcan. I don't. Right, Black Vulcan wouldn't be that guy. Yeah, Black Lightning though he would. So Maybe. yeah, yeah. So we know that it's it, it's one of these three. I don't think that they would just go so obscure. I will say that on the you know on that mystery warrior, uh, female warrior, I was surprised that that they haven't talked about, um, that they haven't talked about. Vixen at all because she's you know I think they, they doing the animated show in in continuity yeah and they just mentioned I think Stephen Amell said a few weeks ago that he's actually doing voice work right yeah. now for that show so I'm like well are they saving her as a surprise I'm like how why would you go with this Fury character from Earth Two that and, you know quite honestly I've never heard of her until yesterday so I was like um, yeah. Vixen anyone Vixen Vixen anybody. Vixen has a chance to be interesting. I, I don't know how they would do the power. I mean, that was one thing I thought that they struggled with in Justice League Animated. Um, Vixen, Vic, you know, she had the, 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 she could assume the power of an animal. I don't know how graphic that is, and it, it, it didn't necessarily translate. By the way, since you brought up Titans, I did, I was told when I, I, I told my, my little children, I have uh, two children, I'm a little older than you guys. I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old, and when I said I was doing a, 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 a podcast and it was about superheroes, she said, can I make sure you say one thing, Daddy? And I said, what's that? She goes, Robin does not have baby hands. <laughs> <laughs> when? Bless, bless her. <laughs> but, um, no, but I, you know what, I'm... Uh... Uh, we will see what happens. I'm looking forward to see what more news will come out about um, the spin-off series and also, you know, as it pertain, you know, our main topic, Flashpoint, how how that will be evolved throughout um, uh, the, the you know the rest of the season. I thought we uh, we would just play very quickly the trailer that was released 
uh, yesterday by People.com that is uh, showcasing these next couple of episodes featuring a lot of DC characters. Coming soon on The Flash. Ladies and gentlemen, prepare to be amazing! Tuesday, March 17th. To be able to control the weather like that indoors? You'd have to be a weather wizard. Ooh, been waiting since week one to use that one. And on March 24th, Snark's back and we'll all freeze. Or burn. Meet my baby sister. Lisa Flash, Flash, Lisa. And on March 31st, 20 years ago, one man named himself the trickster. I've had 20 years to come up with the perfect trick. Someone was rocking the units hard. Run, 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 run! There's one villain he wants to catch the most. My mom's killer is still out there. I will travel back in time in the near future. It all starts on March 17th. For the last five minutes, we'll change the course of history. The Flash. All new episodes return Tuesday, March 17th. Followed by the series premiere of iZombie on the CW. And we're back! So... <laughs> that was a pretty epic trailer. Um, Is that your best Casey Kasem impression? <laughs> We're back. Another 12 hits in a row. We're back on the show. Let's hear what you have to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Welcome to the Flash Radio. <laughs> Is that what everyone wants to do? That's Sorry. what he sounded like. He's like, and we're back. He was yeah, no, shaggy. I, 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 uh, wait, shaggy as in? All right, yeah, shaggy as in Scooby-Doo. Uh, <laughs> But uh, okay, but just brief us before we wrap up the show. Um, Seth, what do you think about that trailer? Uh, it seemed uh, uh, really exciting. It, it, you know, it was good to see old villains come back. Um, I was impressed uh, with Captain Cold. I think since that reveal that you know he was going to be part of that spinoff, I'm very interested to see where his character is and, and his, his sisters in it. Uh, and then of course uh, uh, Mark Hamill. I mean, uh, supposedly there's you know, footage or film of Mark Hamill in his original costume. Uh, I'm very excited to see how they play it all out. I, I mean, you're talking about an icon, Mark Hamill. I mean, it, it, first of all, he's Luke Skywalker. And second of all, uh, he's he's the, the voice. I mean, if you remember when he played the original trickster, um, that's the voice that turned into the Joker for Batman the Animated Series. He, he created that voice for the trickster and then took that voice when he auditioned for... Uh, Batman the Anime series and became uh, the Joker. So, I mean, Luke Skywalker is just a, a, a fantastic, uh, or Mark Hamill, rather, a fantastic actor, and you're bringing him to an already amazing cast. Well said. Uh, Adam, well, your thoughts? I thought this was a great sort of first look at all these villains. You know, next week we're getting Mark Martin, the new Weather Wizard. I'll be interested to, interested to see if he has a bit of better control over his powers than Clyde did, since, you know, he's still alive and maybe he's had more time to practice. Um, good to see Peyton List as Lisa Snart. I noticed that, and I could be wrong, but it looks like she's also wielding her own sort of unique gun, much like Captain Cold and Heatwave, so I'll be interested to see what that does. Lisa, um, Flash, Flash, Lisa. Exactly. Wink. <laughs> uh, but then, of course, Mark Hamill's trickster just completely stole the show for me. Huge props to the Flash people for including those old pictures of him from the 90s show. I just I got such a kick out of that, and yeah. you know we 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 know from the description that was released, I think it was last November, maybe December, that the Hamill's trickster uh, James Jesse is going to be helping the police try to capture Axel Walker, the new trickster. But you know, as we saw in the preview, it sounds like this. Yeah, g- yeah he tricked them. Boom. 
but yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's it sounds like he also is his life of crime isn't done yet. As he says, he's planned he spent twenty years coming up with the perfect trick. Right, so right. Uh, he's a uh, he's gonna give Flash some trouble. I liked Axel. I loved seeing Axel Walker. I loved that they and here's the thing: some people have been complaining. That, well, look at what he's wearing. I'm like, yeah, look at what he's wearing. It's amazing because here's the thing: Axel Walker is insane in the comic books. It makes sense for that character to have a costume like that. And you know what? I'm a little bit bummed out that Winter Wizard still doesn't have a costume, and um, and um, and I'm hope I'm hopeful that Lisa Snart might get something later on in the series. I don't think this is a one-time thing for her to show up uh, on the Flash, but um, no. But this is a very good tease of more rogues and um, and um, more what the Harrison because yeah, he's there's spoiler alert. Yeah, there's, there's gonna be some big reveal. <laughs> Oh, Some big reveal, uh, and there's there's two of them. Like, Cisco must be pissing his pants. He's like, this is not cool. This is getting out of hand. Now there are two of them. <laughs> Episode one reference. Yeah, uh, no. We kind of uh, we kind of glossed over it though. Do you see anything happening with either Cisco or Caitlin to push them toward their comic book world? Do you see that? Caitlin, in, in, yeah. I mean. Caitlin, who's you know a sweetheart of a of an actress and, and and a wonderful character so far, but if you know where she's headed, do you start to see hints of that, or is that something where at the end of season one we're not even remotely referencing Vibe or Killer Frost? I don't know no, about I, remotely, but I feel like to get into that killer, take a while. yeah, to get to that Killer Frost or Vibe point, I feel like it's I feel like we'll, we'll probably start seeing hints of that in season two. For now, they're just you know. Obviously, there might be a little character development, but moving towards those character, the Killer Frost and Vibe, I have my but doubts. If you take it, but if you take it one step further, and it was, there's going to be some culmination of something with Wells, um, who is going to have a new name by the end of the season. Um, Solomon, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Um, you know, if, in essence, if you, if you have that, um, Team Flash is not really a team anymore. You know what I mean? Like, he's the glue of that. I mean, do they go on these separate arcs, or is there somebody else that helps, or you know, maybe you bring Tia McGee in? I I don't know. I I just think that you know, if they're going to have something with Wells, it's not going to be like episode three of season two is not going to be you know Barry runs out and here's the team. You know what I mean? Like it, it, something's going to change for all of them, and I just wonder if it's all in synchronicity because if if if, if Wells' big reveal is I mean teased like you wouldn't believe, so now suddenly. You know, something's going to happen with him, and you know whether he becomes Professor Zoom or or whatever it is. That idea is is finite. What happens to these other two who have comic book backgrounds? I guess we will have to wait till next week when the, yeah. the show returns. But uh, but that's going to wrap. Tune in. But that's going to wrap up our episode for this week. Uh, Seth, thank you so much for coming on and uh, talking some geeking. Flash stuff with us. Tell people where they can fi- where they can find you on the internet, and tell us a little bit more about your presence on uh, the airwaves. Well, thanks, uh, and thanks so much for having me. I, I, I hope I didn't step on too many people. I had a, I had a blast doing it. Oh, and, only like ten of them. Uh, <laughs> I can talk about this stuff for 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 hours and days. It's a it's a blast, and I I love what you guys are doing uh, with the podcast and the website and all, all the things. It's just uh, thank you so much. Really exciting. Uh, as for me, uh, I do television. I do some radio. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Seth underscore Everett. Um, that's the best way to find, you know, all the projects that I'm doing. Uh, I do a little bit for MLB Network. Uh, I do something called Sports Blog, which is 
uh, a really up and coming uh, uh, company. Uh, I've been with Fox Sports for a long time, might be going back there. A lot of things are going on uh, in the sports world. But uh, to me, uh, any chance I can get to, uh, to to talk on a show that I actually listen to, uh, this is this is perfect. So thanks for oh, having we, me. On. We will have you back. You know, there's you know, hey, we will try to get perhaps get you on during the summer a lot because we will have. Look, there's going to be so many weeks, and I look, I'm I'm aiming to release as many episodes of this podcast as, po- um, as humanly possible. So, uh, and where can they find you on Twitter? At uh, Seth underscore Everett, not at Seth Everett. I think that guy is uh, a, a little awkward, uh, but at Seth <laughs> underscore Everett. Uh, follow me on Twitter, and uh, yeah, I usually post wherever I'm I'm gonna uh, be, um, you know, whatever shows I'm gonna be on, and I I always post links to the interviews I do. I interview a lot of athletes and do a lot of things. Last year I worked for the New York Mets and uh, had a lot of fun with that. Happy to not be doing that anymore. And uh, we'll <laughs> we'll say that on Twitter I will uh, make fun of them a little bit. Uh, but uh, yeah, a lot of it, Twitter, Facebook, the whole the whole nine yards. Uh, you can find me at Seth underscore Everett. Thanks. Yep, thank you. And it, yes, it, guys, it is the, the it's the one that is verified, which right. you know, <laughs> l- you know, lucky bastard. <laughs> Adam, you're doing Cinema Blend. Tell us about that and where people can find you on the internet. I am. Uh, the best place that people can find me on the internet is on Twitter. I'm at Mr. Adam Holmes. That's where I post all my articles for Cinema Blend. Uh, I write about the world of comic book movies tv i write a few editorials now and then so if you want to read my work just uh either search the website or find me on twitter and um yeah i'm i'm just gonna do a quick plug off um of the flash podcast you know the flashpodcast.com that's where you can find our show and uh, you know we're you know as we're you know extending and so on we're putting out more things than just episodes and um you know on you know on facebook and twitter and instagram we're all under uh, the flash podcast so go you know hit us hit us up there and make sure to stay uh, up to date with all the latest news about the flash as well as the flash podcast and we're also on stitcher, stitcher radio and itunes make sure to subscribe rate and review us because this month we're gonna start doing the flash bag comic-con giveaway that we I've been talking about since um, last season, and uh, we will keep we will post some more information about that very soon. So stay tuned for that. Keep you know rating and reviewing us on on iTunes, and um, and uh, because it, they will come into play for sure. And uh, we're proud members of the Mixed Radio Network. Uh, we go live on Wednesday afternoons at 6 p.m. So to any of our Mixed listeners. Hello, and you can also check out our good friends over at saptwit.com, which is a great website that co- you know covers plenty of television. And um, is that all? I think well because I'm so used to plugging other things. Oh, Mike Sprint's Flash Oprah over at uh, SoundCloud.com/slash/FlashOprah. Uh, he wrote our he did our amazing theme song for this podcast as well as Supergirl Radio. And um, yeah, speaking of. Uh, just to do a quick other plugs because we have we made a few announcements last week and you know I've been um, doing and will be doing some guest spots on other, on some other podcasts. Uh, last week we announced something very big and Adam, what was that? That was the <laughs> formation of Dun 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 DC <laughs> TV Podcasts dot com. And what is it? It's it's a circle of uh, DC podcasts, the Flash podcast, Supergirl Radio. Legends of Gotham and Quiver, and 
basically, if you're looking for sort of a like a central hub to listen to the best in DC TV podcasting, you can either visit the website dctvpodcast.com, go on the Facebook page, or go on the Twitter page, all DC TV podcasts, and there you'll find all four of those in one area. And as well as our mega feed on iTunes. If you want to have all these podcasts under one iTunes subscription, head over to iTunes and subscribe to us on DC TV Podcast uh, with an S in the end. Remember that. And you will have all the four shows in one subscription. And it does help out all of us. So you know, if you prefer individual feeds, that's great. If you prefer a shared mega feed, that's also great. So subscribe to us and let us, uh, let us know what you think. And... Um, we also announced last Friday afternoon, you know, when basically the whole internet decided to just announce things all over the place because first it was our website, then there was that some costume from some awesome upcoming super TV show, Supergirl. I love that costume. I want those boots, ASAP. And uh, then we announced that we are pr- that we were proud to announce that Amy Marie, who's been a, a recurring guest host on this show, you'll be hearing her again very soon. Uh, she will be representing the Flash Podcast over at the Paley Fest in Los Angeles this week, uh, f- this Saturday for the Flash and Arrow Red Carpet. So she will be interviewing some of our favorite stars and producers of those shows. And uh, we have a post up on the website. So you have all the information if you want to buy tickets or you want to tune into the live stream from Yahoo. And also, you know, make sure if you have any questions for for, you know, for these actors and producers and so on, tweet them to us, you know, at Amy underscore Marie 97 or at the Flash Podcast. And who knows, maybe your question will be asked to one of these people. And uh, yeah, we're so excited about that. And uh, and we're so honored to have the Flash Podcast be a present at Paley Fuzz. Paley Fuzz is a great thing, by the way. Like, are you guys um, following Paley Fuzz uh, a lot each year? Um, I've only learned about it recently, so I'm sort of following it up on it every now and then. Okay, good. Shame on you. And Seth? <laughs> How dare you? How well, dare folks, you? The folks at Paley Fest do uh, a lot of great things. I've seen some uh, some great animated movies and some panel discussions there at the New York one. Um, there was supposed to be one for Throne of Atlantis, uh, but uh, there was a snowstorm that got in the way. So uh, uh, I think it's great that she's going to be involved that way. Yeah, oh, I agreed. And... Um... So yeah, that's our you know our big news you know, that we have announced, and uh, and also um, so and and also you know if you want to hear more of uh, the Flash podcast talking about the Flash on other podcasts, we um so okay I have a list in front of me, uh, and I last week I guest spotted on a great podcast called Scene and Nerd. Uh, I will put down a link for you in the in the show notes, um where I joined Pete and those lovely guys along with Amy and Lauren, um to talk about. Uh, several geek topics. Actually, the Super Cool costume became a big breaking news thing because as we were recording, that's when the costume came out and we all the effing geeked oh, out. Funny. Was, uh, yeah, that was, oh my God, you should that's go listen funny. to that because yeah, I, I yeah, like because, because it came out of nowhere, I, I was all over the place. Um, you can also hear me on uh, Samuel Geeks, which is hosted by our great co-host, Scott Murray. Uh, and he hosted with uh, Jeff and uh, Amy. And on uh, on that episode, um, for a section, me and Rebecca Johnson from SuperGoRadio.com, we joined in for a little Flash and Supergirl discussion. 
so you can listen to us there. It, I, I believe the episode will be up by the time this episode of the Flashback goes up on there. And uh, I also, <laughs> it doesn't end there, I also get spotted on Supergirl Radio, uh, where we talked about the Man of Steel prequel comic, as well as the casting news that had come out, as well as the freaking costume. So... So, and that episode will also be up by the time this episode goes up. So, <laughs> make sure to head over to SuperGirlRadio.com for your for your best Supergirl podcast on the internet. The, Therese and Rebecca are doing such a fine job over there. And I love the response they've been getting. And, uh, uh, yeah, so, you know, looking for Supergirl podcast, head over to Supergirl Radio. And lastly, and lot, but not the least, I'll be guest spot. Uh, doing a guest spot over at uh, Between the Panels with uh, with Dane and uh, William. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at BTPCast. And uh, it's hosted by Dane and William Goodman. And uh, I, I forgot Dane's last name. So, Dane, if you're listening, I'm so sorry, buddy. But I will be on this week to talk about Flash as well. So, by the time we get back to the regular edition of this podcast, I'll probably be dead in my voice because... <laughs> That's like that's a lot of guest spots, so I don't mind talking about the five. So it will be it'll be plenty of fun. Um, I'm doing man, it must be crazy. Yeah, well, you know, I do what I can't. No, I'm kidding. I, it's it's an honor to be to get to be on. So talking every day for your job. Oh my goodness. Yeah, well, I don't see it as a job, and uh, you know, getting to talk about the Flash on Cena Nerd. Yes, also, I I also did a second episode of Cena Nerd, which is specifically about the Flash. That will be up this week. Um, I forgot what day, but it will be up this week. So yeah, I prepare to get your ears bleeding because I will be pretty much everywhere. That's gonna wrap it up uh, because I, I I plugged way too much. So once again, Seth. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we had a blast, and we look forward to having you on in the future, the near future, unless, you know, Barry ruins the future, uh, the, the universe, and the Flashback never exist. Coming up on the next Grey's Anatomy podcast. Uh, <laughs> over my dead body. Uh, and, Someone uh, gets surgery. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm getting... I'm getting... Okay, so for our team members, Scott Murray, Chris Duker, Steph... Amy and Lauren, I'm Andrew Bucht. I'm Adam Holmes. And I'm Seth Everett. And we will see you next week when The Flash returns on The Flash Podcast.